0: Good morning, everyone. Good night of Shabbos. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off Sachim 55A on the top, first line. It says in the Mishnah that there's different customs, whether you work in Tisha B'Av, you don't work in Tisha B'Av, but everywhere the Talmud the Torah scholars, don't work. And Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that everyone could apt choose to be like a Talmud Chacham, to be like a Torah scholar. That it's not a question of arrogance. Me the Memra, you're gonna to want to say, Rabbi is telling us that you're not afraid that it looks <laughs> arrogant. Hubris, oh, I'm a Torah scholar. <laughs> I'm including myself, I'm gonna act like a Torah scholar. You know, I'm not gonna work on Tisha B'Av, even the place that does work. Everyone else is working. But Abba none, and the rabbis who disagree with Rabbi Shem says, no, only the Torah scholars don't work. But whoever is not a genuine, to- to- bona fide Torah scholar has to, if everyone else works, he works. So what's their reasoning? The Hashin and the It sounds very arrogant. Why are you pretending to be a Torah scholar when you're not? But is that the case where we learned elsewhere? The exact opposite. The rabbis, Rabbi Shema Gamlil argue and it's the exact opposite. Rabbi Gamlil says, you're not allowed to be arrogant. You can't pretend to be a Torah scholar. And the rabbis say, you could. Where do we learn this in Barachas? We already learned it. We learned the Mishnah, Chosun, Nim to Likris, Krishna, Laila, Nishin, Kayirei. The Chosun is exempt. The groom is exempt. The first night of the wedding, the night, he's exempt from Shema. He's too busy, he's worried about it. Being intimate the first time—he's a virgin, she's a virgin—the first time in their life—is—is is he going to do it properly? So he's—he's not—he doesn't have the mind to focus and concentrate on the Shema. But the Mishnah says, if a person wants, he can read Shema. He's not obligated to, but if he wants, go ahead. Rav Shimon says, no. Not everyone can come and grab the name and say, I—I I need to read the Shema. Cause it's very arrogant. It's very presumptuous in you. Very hubris, I mean, you're gonna read the Shema? I can't live without the Shema, really? You're such a great Jew that in one night you're not gonna read the Shema, when the Torah says you don't have to read the Shema, you're not allowed to. So there we see the exact opposite. Rabbi Shemim says you can't, not everyone can volunteer to act in a special way, and the rabbis say you could, and here's the exact opposite. Rabbi Shemim says everyone can act like a Torah scholar, and uh, the rabbis say you can't. Hmm. So it's a yeah, contradiction yeah. of an yeah. says, You're right, one of them has to change. You have to change, it's a mistake. To make them consistent, Whoever hold, Whatever you hold there, you're going to hold here. Whatever you hold here, you're going to hold there. It's the same thing. No, you don't, have to, you don't have to change to make it consistent. It's not a question. That I, here, our case, and in that, that case, it's two different cases. You know why the rabbis and the rabbis, it's not a contradiction. Keeping the cool Avdi Mulach. Everyone <laughs> is working and you're not working. That's like, it's hubris. It's arrogance. Oh, what are you so special? It's all we can do work and you can do work. Some keeping the cool Everyone is reading the Shema. The chass and the groom is the only one in the world who's not reading the Shema. So if he reads with everyone else, it doesn't look like arrogant. You're telling him he's exempt. But if you want to go ahead and read, and you're in a minion, and everyone else is, is, and you're reading with them, go ahead. Not, it doesn't stick out. doesn't arrogant. stick out. You don't It'll appear arrogant. It so it's not a contradiction that the rabbis here and the rabbis there. and also it's not a contradiction. the Leel's opinion here and the there. Why? there by the the You need intent. we can testify that your mind is preoccupied. You don't have the focus or the concentration to reach Ma properly. 55 8, right before the Mishnah. So you, you can't, therefore, we tell them don't read the Shema. You're not allowed to read the Shema. What are you pretending that you're reading the Shema? You could, we know you can't. So if you do read, it's very arrogant. You're showing off. Even if you don't work, it's not showing off. They'll say, maybe he has nothing, no work to do. He's unemployed. <laughs> Maybe he's going <laughs> to the coal. Book has to Go and see. <laughs> How many unemployed there are? Even when it's full. Even when it's full full employment. You're talking about tens of millions of people who are not working. So what? What else is news? No one doesn't look arrogant. Today's day and age, the law by the Shema is the exact opposite. You must read the Shema for the same reason. Because if you don't if if you don't read the Shema, that's arrogant. That's, arrogant. that's showing off. Because why are you exempt from reading the Shema? Because you say you can't focus. You mean to say that every night of the year you do focus? (laughs) Every night of the year you're not focusing. So if with this one night you're taking off, what are you telling everyone? You're boasting, you're showing off. Every night of the year I say Shema with full focus and concentration. Today I can't, I can't, are you kidding me? You never focus, you never concentrate. So so why is this night different than any other night? Read the Shema. Next mission, they look mission. Rabbi say In Yehuda, they used to do work till Khatzait. This is a continuation of the last mission. No, the last mission is said that there are customs at places that do work till from 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 the morning till noon and other places don't. So he's spelling out the rabbi say, you know, Yehuda followed this custom. Uber Golil, and Golil, like, they didn't work all day, you know, sorry, even from the morning on. So, either that's sorry, one way of understanding this Mishnah, understand that, it's that it's the, the rabbis are coming to tell us the facts that, 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 this, that these were, here you see, there were two different customs. In Yehuda, they followed this one custom. And in Galil, in the Galilee, they followed a different custom. Laila, what if what at night night time so mm. the night before yeah the night before the night of the 14th says you're not allowed to no even those places that don't work it's only till it's only from starting from sunrise no not from sunrise not even from dawn from sunrise when people go to work sunrise when people go to work, go to work so they wouldn't wouldn't work but before then you're allowed to work like we so had this discussion earlier in the Gemara because it's not like it's, so like, it's like a fast day. We find that the fast day starts in the morning. The things that are rabbinic can start in the morning. It doesn't, have to, it's not, it doesn't have to, it's not like something as biblical starts the night before. Shammai says, no, it starts the night before. If the day you're not allowed to work then like every other holiday on Shabbos, it's starting with the nighttime. And the Hill says, no, only when people go to work in the morning, that's when it starts. So ask. Make asks, in the beginning, minhag, uh, in the beginning, you say a minute. He's saying it's a custom. Yeah. Custom to work, not a custom to work. In Yehuda, the custom was to work. In the, in the Galilee, the custom was, in the Galilee, the custom was not to work. Then suddenly you say, at night, be shamei oisrin. Oisrin, the language oisrin means it's forbidden. It's not a question of a custom. It's by law. You're not allowed to work. That's what I understands. understand. The says it's not from the language, Isaac. It's from the argument. How could there be an argument at night? Look at the custom, whatever the custom is. What are you, what are you arguing about? If you have a custom not to work at night, don't work at night. If you have a custom to work, work. <laughs> what can, how could there be an argument? Tazus says, between shamei and Unless it's not a custom, it's a it's a prohibition, and that's the question. Well, yeah, it's not. No it's not a question of a custom. Question is a prohibition. If it's a prohibition, it's on everyone. It's binding on everyone. That is It's not a custom, and that's the argument. When does the prohibition begin? But if you say a custom, how could there be an argument? <laughs> whatever the custom is, exactly. whatever that community decides, that's what it is, there's no anything right or wrong. That's what is asking, You started out with a custom and then you're telling me suddenly you're talking about prohibition and prohibition is then everyone is binding on everyone. It's not like Kasha, it's not a contradiction. This yes. is an argument in Amman, Rabbi Hood. Taniel and the Bryson of Rabbi, Huda. Rabbi Huda said, Be in Judah and Judea, Yazin. Right. he used By to work. Looks like it's a Pesach till noon. Galil, the, you know, they want to work from uh, the morning. Amale so Rabbeyes, so yeah, said to Rabbi what, what who cares what Yehuda and Gavul is doing? Well, what does it have to do with us here? What does it have to do with us? Look at the custom. No, There's so a custom. is isn't a bit. custom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the custom is to work, the custom is to work. So yeah, what do we see from this uh, that the uh, Meir understood uh, that Yehudah the the commander Meir min min Hager from is come he understood that Yehudah was telling us that it's really uh, prohibited and it's binding on everyone and that and that's that's what he's telling us what is this prohibition so the people of Yehudah hold the prohibition starts by noontime. and the mayors and the people of Galil the Galilei they hold that the 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 uh, prohibition starts in the morning. Hmm. Right. So he's bringing the Begol is the argument when the prohibition starts. That's what Rab understood Rabbi Yehuda's saying. That's what he said, and that's what he argues with him. Rab is arguing. What are you bringing a proof from? What's it have to do? Go have to do with us? It's not a it's not a prohibition. It's a custom. So whatever the custom is, it is any city. Whatever their custom is, that becomes the custom, and and that's fine there's no prohibition what are you bringing who cares what Yehuda does who cares what Gal- Galil does who cares in our Mishnah he didn't ask our Mishnah when it, our Mishnah is telling us Yehuda and Galil he's just clarifying when, when the last mission the previous mission that we learned that it depends on the customs he's just telling us for example this is the custom in Yehuda and this is the custom in Galil. he's just clarifying that it's a custom he's just telling us where the customs are how they differ where they are but from that mayor's response to Rabbi Yehuda he understood that Rabbi Yehuda is not just telling us He's not just telling us uh, that this is the custom. His custom. No, he's telling us when be- the prohibition begins. He says, according to the people of Yehuda, the prohibition begins at noontime. According to the people of the Galilee, the uh, the prohibition begins in the morning. And, yeah, and R' says, no, it's not. It's not a prohibition altogether. The whole thing is a custom, and therefore doesn't matter what Yehuda does. doesn't matter what the, what the goal is. It's not a question what they think. It's not a question what they think. It all depends on the custom. That's their custom. Good for them. Every city has its own custom. Anything which is not Hashem. Brek de gemar, de gemar as, v'shaver Rabbi Yehuda, our boss and mutter basiyas malachas, Rabbi Yehuda really believe, whole, that the 14th, you're not allowed to do work. V'tan, Yeru Ilan Ebreit, v'gud hemer, v'gud he says, v'gud he says, v'gud he says, v'gud he says, v'gud he Takes out the weeds on the 13th of Nisan. And, mm. and while you're taking out so the weeds, be in the neck of the other, you uproot the whole plan. Shoysla mm. like you replanted the Makamatit, mat- 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 the place which is, is it, mud, it. muddy. Ain't Shoysla but don't do replant it the makemagrid, the place that's dry. Because it's not going to take root. You have to take root. So, in order, he's trying to say, in order to be allowed to eat from this wheat or whatever it is or this or this fruit, it has to be khadr. You have to wait till till the sixteenth of Nissan. The sixteenth of Nissan is allows you to eat at all new all new harvests. But that's only only allows you to eat new harvest things that were already planted and rooted before the sixteenth of Nissan. So that's why he says the the thirteenth, it only has to be the thirteenth. Oh, so the question is, why only the thirteen? <laughs> why not the fourteen? How do you perceive the Because Mehdi, let us look, let us see. Shamid, let Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda said, I'm a kala kafe, shei nikolat, shei nikolat that any anything that doesn't take root in three days, it's, n- it's never going to take root. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to tell me, Abbas, on the 14th, you can do work. And in those places that the you do work, you're allowed to do work. There's no prohibition. In the morning of the 14th, you're allowed to do work. Why does Rabbi Huda say you must plant it on the 13th? Even on the 14th, in the morning. Then they have the 14th. The 15th. And a little of the sixteenth. A partial day is like a full day. So then it took root. And therefore, when you bring the chadash, it's no longer chadash. And therefore, it's allowed. Now I'm allowed to eat from this this harvest. Why only the thirteenth? So you must say, because you're not allowed to work on the fourteenth. It's not an option. You can't plant on the fourteenth. That's called working. So that's why the only option is, even though because of the laws of, of Hadash, I would be allowed to do it in the 14th. But I, because the laws of Eretzah, I can't work. No, no, so yeah. the only option is to do it in the 13th. Oh. So, how do you say that Behuda says that in Yehuda, in different places, you're allowed to work? Well, Behuda says it's an Isser, yeah. for everyone. And, uh, yeah. a well, yeah. No, okay. it's not a question of a minhag. That they hold it's us that they, they the iser you're not allowed to work. It's not a question of a custom. You're not allowed to work, and they hold you're not allowed to work from the morning. The people. actually you consider that The people of Yehuda. The people of Yehuda said, no. The iser starts at noon time. Don't forget, this is after the base of There's no, there's no in the times in the base of Then biblical. What was the machloekis meaning? It's not Makim it Shinagmi, like based on the minhut, so what's he saying? Why are there different times where the Isra starts? No, so according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's the argument of Shaman Bessil. He learns Bessil, it's an argument. Asr, not Asr. The question is, when does the Isra start? The Isra is on everyone. And he agrees that Yehuda was one time and he goes to the time. No, they had an argument when, about the Isra. But the Isra, according to Yehuda, every Jew in the world has to follow uh, follow them, and the, Gala, the people of Gaul held differently. This was their machlaikis. This was their machlaikis. No. So It wasn't different meaning. Yeah, that's to... the machlaikis. And that's why it's, they held it was binding on everyone. And that's the machlaikis of Shammai and Hillel, according to Rabbi Yehuda. It's us or it's not us. It's the night before. Is it permitted or is it not permitted? Not a question of Our a custom. If it's if it's aser, p- it's aser to be- everyone. The so people you saying have felt the people in general were doing the wrong thing. No, we are saying. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, What's we're, no, we're not saying it again. An afternoon, according to everyone, it's aser. It's prohibited, Where? and that's it's not biblical. Don't forget because it's biblical is when you bring a sacrifice. Today there's no sacrifice. And so he said, but but here that Huda himself says that your only option is to plant on the 13th. Why? I can plant it on the 14th. The, this, this Yehuda the people of Yehuda, the people of uh, the people from Yehuda follow the opinion that the Isra, the provision only begins at noontime anywhere they are in the world. they can plant in the morning. and I can still eat from these this fruits so the yield from this plant because it was planted in the 14th. I have the 14th to 15th and the 16th when you bring the, the Omer sacrifice and then and then it's allowed, it's permitted. So there's no fight between uh, sh- uh, these two rabbis uh, because, in other words, right. that's just my custom and this is your well, custom? Well, according, so to, we, according to Rabbi Huda, it's a prohibition. a prohibition. There is a fight. Now. According to Rabbi Meir, there can't be any fights. It's a question of custom. So how could there be any fight? Whenever your custom is, it's... However, however. Right. So rabbi, rabbi, no. rabbi Huda is talking about in Golu. He's saying, if you're in Golu, if you follow the people of Golu, but the prohibition starts in the morning, then you have no choice, you must plant it on the 13th. Practically, but know, you can plant it the night, the night of the 14th. No, B'Shame says you're not allowed to, the prohibition begins already from the night before. But that's very difficult, never because why would everybody would follow B'Shameh? We never follow B'Shameh, we always follow B'Shila. gives a different answer. Bishama. 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 Really, it follows B'Shila. But why? So why do, what, don't you give the option of planting at night? Even for the people of Galil, you can plant at night. Because there's no prohibition according to this rule to plant at night. It's not the custom. It's at night. You can't see. People people don't work at night. They, they, they don't weed their fields at night. Remove the weeds. Really, he's talking about Yehuda. Ah yes if in your the prohibition only begins at noontime. Mm-hmm. so why doesn't Rabbi Huda say you have an option of replanting this uh, this plant that you uprooted by mistake replanting it on the 14th in the morning the answer is because of when it comes to root to, to taking roots to so this concept that the part of the day is like a full day you can well, say I, it on one day. You can't say it out of two, two out of three days. Because what are I'm you telling right me? You planted it on the 14th, so it's as if it's a whole day, full 24 hours. I, it's not a full 24 hours. I did. I planted it in the morning. Okay, the 15th is a full day, 24 hours. The 16th also. It's not a full day. It's in the morning when they brought the omer. I, I just know. When they brought the omer, when when the omer permits it, it's it's it's, 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 it's a partial day. This is where the thoughts are taking place. Physical. All right. So the effort to say two partial days, are like one day, that we don't say. Even though this is a halachic idea, that uh, the little of the day is like a full day. When it comes to Shiva, you get up in the morning, uh, you, you sit for a minute, and it's like as if you did the whole day, and the shleishim also. Um, here we're talking about a natural phenomenon does it take root or doesn't take root <laughs> the root knows the root knows oh it's an hour of a day it's like a full day but I guess I guess that works also in the natural world also when it says you need three days it's not full days even a partial day a partial day okay next mission any work that you started. Before the 14th, you can finish on the 14th. We'll, yeah, we'll explain, why well do explain what's he talking about, exactly? Is he talking about the places where the customers to work? And he's saying that what type of work are you allowed, only work that started before versus the places you're not allowed to work, even if you started before you have to stop? Or he's talking about, no, the places where where you're not allowed to work, even the places you're not allowed to work, it's only to start work. If you started before, then then you're allowed to finish. You're not allowed to start, to begin the work on the 14th. Even though you can finish before. When um, the rabbis say, Gimel um, is is uh, three types of work, Aisim, <laughs> Moloch, <laughs> and Barba Sochem, they're allowed to work. On the other page, Chatzes till noon. The tailors, the barbers, and the launderers. Even the shoemakers. All these things are for the sake of Yomtef. You have to have clean clothes. You have to, you have, to have a haircut. Uh, you have to have your clothes uh, tailored and sometimes you even need shoes or your <laughs> shoes your shoes uh, got ripped or something you need you need, need to make shoes oh, nice shoes hard. for yamtiv. no he's not just saying any work types of That's work is necessary for Yamtif for the honor of yamtiv. dr Gimbadi boy lu the question is we have a question when he says work, you're allowed to, if you started the work, you're allowed to finish. Is it work that you started for the sake of the holiday? But if it's just regular work, nothing to do with the holiday, you're not allowed to finish it, even if you started before. He's talking about work, it's not for the sake of the holiday. Then he's saying, you're only allowed to finish it if you started it before the 14th. If it's for the sake of the holiday, i can't even started doing it on the 14th. If your I, mindset was to start. Uh, it doesn't matter. No, started? no, no. Physically starting. Physically, yeah. It. yeah. Mindset doesn't. Forward, mindset right? doesn't count. You started you the started work. Oydilma, perhaps. Ben let's say the Hamid. Bain let's say the Hamid. Maybe there is no distinction. He's giving three options, three possibilities. Yeah. One possibility is that for the sake of the holiday, if you started, you can finish. Not for the sake of the holiday, even if you started, not allowed to finish. Another possibility that if it's not for the sake of the holiday, then you, you're only allowed to finish if you started before. But for the sake of the holiday, you're even allowed to start. Or perhaps no, both. Whether it's for the sake of a holiday, not for the sake of a holiday. You can, If you started it before, you're allowed to finish. Even for the holiday, it's only if you started it before, you're allowed to finish, but you're not allowed to start on the 14th. And even not for the sake of the holiday, if you started before, you can finish. So he says, Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. we learn, lo yashchil is our boss. So you're not allowed to start on the beginning of the 14th. That filu shchav, even even a small belt and even a small hairnet, like a little hat, a hairnet. <laughs> so you're not allowed to start even if something so small. This is why? Because even? surely he means Even though why do I need a hat? Why do I need a small belt? For the sake of a holiday? For Yamtu. For Pesach so he says even though I need it for the young kid I'm not allowed to start on the 14th I can only finish if it's not for the sake of the holiday I'm not allowed to even finish like the first option the only thing I'm allowed is if for the holiday I'm not allowed to even start on the 14th if it's for the sake of a holiday, if I started before, then I can finish. But if it's not for the holiday, even if I started before, I have to stop. It comes the 14th, I have to stop working. You might <laughs> have said, no, that's not what the meaning of is afilu. really, I'll tell you. Even if it's not for the sake of the holiday, you're allowed to finish. But you're not allowed to start. My afilu, what's the afilu? Even these, a the little belt and the small hairnet, this little hat. They're so tiny. They're so small. I finish when I start. Like some Shul's Davin. They finish before they start. <laughs> so when you finish, right before you start, so it's like the end. Maybe in this case I can start because they, when I start, I already finish you're telling me that i could work i'm allowed to finish work even if it's not for the sake of a holiday if i start from before the 14th so maybe these cases it's like it's like finishing because when i start i already finished so he says you're not allowed to you know you're not allowed to start any work it's only if you started before then you can continue and finish on the 14th before toshma Touch bring you proof that's for the sake of the holiday. <coughs> uh, Game, Bas, uh, I can finish it on the 14th. Or only if he started before the 14th. If we didn't start before the 14th, so we're we'll continuing on side B. Don't start on the 14th. Even a small belt, even a small hairnet. So, what do we see? says clearly this whole permission to finish is only for the sake of a holiday, and even for the sake of a holiday, I'm not allowed to start. I'm only allowed to finish, but if not for the sake of a holiday, I'm not allowed to even finish. Everything with it's not so. Ooh, I didn't really, the truth is the same. Like the third option, really there's no difference if it's for the sake of a holiday, not for the sake of a holiday. Once I started before, I can finish. And even for the holiday, it's only if I start before, I'm not allowed to start on the 14th. Welcome, what's he come, what's coming to teach me? He's coming to tell me a novelty. We understand that if it's not for the sake of a holiday, we can understand that you're not allowed to start in the 14th. Only if you started before, then you can finish. The mayor's coming to tell us, even if it's for the sake of a holiday, I'm not allowed to start in the 14th. It's only if I started before that I can finish. It's not like the way that you could more... Yeah, it's not a proof either way. No, but it is a proof against... Oh done. yes, yeah, that's for sure. See the option one or option three. Yeah, Toshma, I'll bring you a proof. Any work which is for the sake of the holiday, game if it's not for the sake of the holiday, also oh, he says clearly that 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 you will allow him to do for the sake of the holiday, you're not allowed to do if it's not for the sake of the holiday. What do you allow for the sake of the holiday? Only to finish, not to start. And even that you're not allowed to do if it's not for the sake of a holiday. Even though you started before the 14, you have to stop, interrupt when it comes to 14th. And you could do work on edit pace until noon in a place where that's the custom. Only in the place where the customer is to work on the place where there's no customer, the custom is not to work. It's a clear proof, like option number one. But he wants to see whether he can prove from the others. No, the others he can prove. That's why made had to spell it out. Emmer himself spells it out twice, because it wasn't enough. The previous, he couldn't. You can walk away with the wrong. The second one first? Maybe, maybe the he's run. showing it's us. Maybe it's explaining. It. Take away I made. I have to say it again. To teach us how a teacher has to be clear. You know, you think in your mind it's clear, but the, no, it's not. Maybe this is the meaning. Maybe how do I know? So you have to spell it out. Spell it out clearly, because otherwise I can't. You can't just assume. Who says? we learn why do they give permission for the tailors to work on that of pace since we find the leniency you're not allowed to work and some say it's even biblical and nevertheless there's leniency a a tailor is allowed to work in a person not a tailor I'm sorry a regular person is allowed to sew on because it's not professional it's not a professional stitch. <laughs> it's not a professional stitch. You're allowed to do it. It's not called work. Since we find the leniency when it comes to tailoring, mm-hmm. so therefore, the rabbis and Ed of Pesach, which is only rabbinic, it's only a custom, they said you could be lenient and you're allowed to even initially um, uh, sew and, and do tailoring on Ed of why do we allow, permit, why do the rabbis allow the barbers and the launderers to work on the earth? Huh? She she because also we find the leniency that all who comes from overseas yeah, was released from prison. And he didn't have a chance to, to, to shave, to he didn't have a chance to, to cut his hair, to cut his here to wash his clothes, to laundry. Before Pesach, he's allowed to do it So therefore, since we find a leniency, we allow the to So therefore, we can be even more lenient, and we can allow him on of Pesach to wander and to barber. That's what it says, even the shoemaker, why? Because we also find a leniency. Those who go to the Beis HaMegdash and have to go up the mountain, they walked all this way, so they gave him permission to fix their shoes in Chalamoyed. If the shoes got ripped, they're allowed to fix it, to mend it. So if, just like we find a leniency in surely we can allow leniency for the shoemaker to make shoes. So what's the argument then? Why do the rabbis disagree with Rabbi Yaseh Why is he a lone opinion? What's the difference in shoemaking and barbering and, and laundering and tailoring? So the argument is, what are they arguing? Just like we allow them to mend the shoe, so we allow them to make a shoe. Hmm. Omar Sovereign, no, Aimley Maiden. The rabbis say, no, we can't learn Chilas Yes, we allow him to mend the shoe, but that's not a proof to, to, to make a new shoe. Mend the shoe, yes. But to go make new shoes, that, no. will never be Taste was as. Taste was as. No. New, new shoes. Oh, to fix. the fixtures shoes. Yeah, fix shoes you allowed. Taste was as. There's another thing we allow in Halamud. If that's the case, everything we allow in Halamud, we should allow edit of Pesha. What's another thing we allow in Halamud? To write. You're allowed to write. My, you can write getim. You can write. You can write receipts. You're allowed to write if you need to. You're allowed to write. So why do not you allow if you need to write? another face okay. Pesach. is answers. We're only allowing things that are for the sake of the holiday. Barbering is for the sake of the holiday. You, need, you have to you have to come. You can't come like a hippie and yamtiv. <laughs> <laughs> laundering. You have to come. You have to, uh, laundering, you have to uh, laundering. You have to have clean clothes. <laughs> Tailoring your clothes have to be have to be. You can't have any any uh, rips and <laughs> you and you have to fix your shoes. <laughs> but but uh, to write what's have to do with the Write a different day. There's no connection to Yom There's no reason, no reason, no connection. No, it's not the honor of the Yom-tif, and therefore that was not permitted. Okay. Next mission, okay, mission. You're allowed the to end. place eggs under hens, 14th. for brooding. On the 14th of Nisan, um, and a hen that ran away, in Islam came ran away from its eggs. You can put it back. And if the hen died, find another hen to sit on the eggs. Uh, and then the mission continues. You're allowed to shovel the dung from under the an, the feet of the animals on the four <inaudible> er, eduf pesach, but a you're not allowed to. What do you do? Misakle <inaudible> dead rake it to the side, but don't take it out to the garbage. you're allowed to take. you allowed to take utensils and then you're allowed to bring them you're allowed to no, bring. No, and now now we're talking about er, er, pesach. You're allowed to take utensils to the. To the craftsman and you're allowed to re- retrieve pick up your cleaners from the from the from the, from the cleaners pick up your suit from the cleaners or whatever you gave in to the handyman you watch you're allowed to take it and retrieve it from the handyman even if it's not for the sake of the young thing. If you're allowed to place the hen's on the eggs in the first place, surely I'm allowed to return the hen. What's the mission of coming to teach? <laughs> on Yudaled, on the teacher? On Yudalit, on Erev Pesach, I'm allowed to even place it in the first place. Because Erev Pesach is more lenient than Chalomoyer. It's only a custom. Versus on on saying I can't place the hen in the first place on the eggs to brood the eggs but I could return it once it's already sitting from before I can return it. We didn't learn this within three days if the hen ran away three days within her running away from her uh, from the eggs. Because it's still hot it's still hot over, over its eggs. A mother hen has, you know, feelings towards yeah. its egg, so it won't be so difficult to return the hen back to its coop. Go back where you belong. Go back home. <laughs> but after three days, three days of this divorce, uh, <laughs> the pastel, uh, And also, also, only after three days after she sat already after 3 days of sitting on the egg brooding on the egg cuz at that point the pasta the egg can no longer be eaten it's ruined only thing the egg is good for is to hatch chicks so therefore you have no choice you have to return her cuz otherwise you wasted all these eggs these eggs are like, you throw them in the garbage you're gonna lose money but after three days, if she's already gone for three days, the parchalat simner, her heat, her feeling, her emotions, the chicks are gone, she couldn't kill less anymore. They're strangers to her. Or, if before she ran away, she didn't sit yet three days, three days <laughs> of sitting on it, the brooding the egg. <laughs> it's not fully ruined someone can still eat it yes a finicky person wouldn't eat it but someone who's not so finicky wouldn't mind to eat those eggs so you can still sell it it still has some value it's not a total loss in that case it's too much of a bother to capture the hen and force it back down don't waste on if you can't bother yourself with these things abby disagrees <laughs> he says even if it's, it only sat within th- three days, less than three days, the hen before it ran away la- sat and brooded the eggs, less than three days, still and all, you should return it. Why? What's the argument between Rabami and Rabuna? The argument is, the Rabbis took into consideration a big loss. If you're going to have to throw the eggs out, fine. Yes, if it's within three days, yes. A finicky person won't eat these eggs. So there's a smaller market for it. But a person not finicky wouldn't mind. So therefore, you can still make money. It's not a total loss. So to allow you to bother with the eggs, and for that, no, that we don't allow you. I mean and other ones all they have some now we says no, we even care about a small loss. We didn't even want a small loss, no loss. So therefore we give him permission, the rabbis given permission to return them. Then the mission is to go from mitachas. You can rake away the dung. Tad the rabbanon, the rabbis learn. Hazevoshevachot the dung in the courtyard You have to You rake it to the side. But the but the dung shabedefes in the barn. Mishevachot it in the courtyard. Mezina la ashva. You can you can remove it from the courtyard and and take it to the garbage dump. Frankly, mother, gufa kasha. It's a contradiction in the same breath. Here you say amred zebo shabachot misalken its dudin dung in the courtyard. You have to rake it to the side you can't take and remove it from the courtyard and bring it to the garbage dump and then you say in the same breath in the barn and in the courtyard you could take it out to the out of the courtyard and bring it to the garbage dump it's not a contradiction it's talking about two different times You could since it's only a custom Right? Since it's only a custom, therefore you can take it out to the garbage. But on Chalemay, you can only sweep it to the side. Says, no. it's in the same sentence you're talking about the same situation the same circumstance this is what he's saying if the courtyard becomes like a barn it becomes the dongle over the place yeah you're living in a barn you're living in a stable so then, then you' allowed to when it reaches that point then then you can already treat it like a barn in the stable and remove it to the garbage dump. Okay, and then the mission says You're allowed to bring uh, utensils and retrieve utensils from the from the uh, craftsman on Erev Pesah. Oh, not Papa! Papa says Bodek L'Nerav Ravat Testedus. Ravat He used to have tests. The test. It wasn't just a written test and uh, multiple <laughs> choices. This was his question he asked for us. Tonight so we learn our mission. Malichin Kalim V'Yin you're allowed to bring or retrieve utensils from the house of of the of the craftsman even though it's not you don't need it for the aunt or said, i'll ask you guys a question we learned you're not allowed to bring utensils from the craftsman. but if you're worried that it's going to get stolen so you have to Something take it away from alive. the craftsman you're afraid it's, if you leave it's it by the craftsman it will get stolen so you can take it's it from the craftsman it. but don't bring it to your house it put it, a put a it, it on the, in the courtyard right next to the craftsman where it's safe Similarly, so you see you're not allowed to bring it to your house you're not allowed to bring it to your house here the mission says you are allowed to bring it to your house well how would you answer stump the students <laughs> So, and we answered, like, gosh, it's not a contradiction. On end of Pesach, you can take it to your house. is stricter, you can't bring it to your house, but if you're afraid it's going to get stolen, so leave it by the craftsman. If you're afraid it's going to get stolen, you have no choice, you have to get it away from him. So just put it by the courtyard right next to the craftsman. Then your hand, then your Either you same same, uh, or if you want, I'll answer you. Both are talking about The mission is talking about a play. We trust him. He can he can hold on to the to the thing the item for him. Pick it up after Pesach. He trusts No, the mission. I'm i sorry. No, the Braiser says no. You're not allowed to bring it. In the next door. No, only if you're afraid it's going to get stolen. Got it, got it, got it. You're not allowed. But if you're not, you have to leave it there. I trust him, or I paid, I prepaid already, and I trust him that he's not going to demand another payment. He, he has the item. He can say, Hey, you never paid me. You want your shoes? You want whatever, whatever you want? You want your watch back? You pay me. So I trust him. But our mission is not about I don't trust him. so I have to take it back, I can't leave it by him. I so understand. Maybe was a traveling repairman and we're we'll, like, afraid they'll never see him <laughs> again so you don't want to leave him with him. <laughs> well, stuck the say for young one option is bring it home. The other option is leave it by him. Or, uh, all we're going to let you do is move it to the <inaudible> corner next door. Let's go to God. So then how is... Because it's only for theft. So it's only for theft. We don't what give you permission to, so to bother. It's a bother. What's the issue? Oh. You mean, if, if, why, why do we sure. let? One time we let you bring it home, one time we let you only take it Oh, if you don't trust him, yeah. why, if you don't trust him, why could you bring it home all the way? You should put, put it by the courtyard. Right. A yeah, that's that, it's yeah. Oh, so you can, what um, is, one second, one second, that's a good question. Thank you, learn the a of he And you're allowed to bring utensils from the craftsmen, for example, hakad. No, I'm there for a pitcher, from the, the, the craftsman, the jar, from the one who makes jars, a cup, a the one who makes uh, from the glacier. the, the glazier. We can't bring wool from the dyer, and not vessels, other vessels from the from the craftsman. Mainly if the craftsman doesn't have what he eat, give him reward. No, he's bringing vatanya, he's not questioning, he's bringing a proof to what he's saying. He's, and that's going to clarify. He gives him reward, he give, pay him, and leave it with him. Even though, I'm, how could I do that? I'm paying him and then I'm going to leave it with him. I mean, if he doesn't trust him, because when he's going to come to collect his utensil will say, hey, you never paid me. And leave it at the house right next to him. <laughs> But if you're afraid it's going to get stolen, mm-hmm. So in other words, so wh- when do you leave it there if you're afraid it's not going to get stolen? But if you're afraid it's going to get stolen, then you can then, put then, then you you it on. Right. right. When he says bring it to your house, he's talking about a case where... Even a Khalammah is talking about a case where you don't believe him. So you can't just pay him, and I have to pay him, but I can't just pay him and leave it there. And I'm afraid if I leave it in the courtyard next door, it's going to get stolen, so you might as well bring it home already. But do it quietly. So you might have said, They're allowed to bring home. Why should you be able to bring it in? What do you mean? What do you, if you don't trust him, why you why you bring it? You can't tell me in a case you don't trust him. You don't trust him. Why why are you entrusting him with your utensil? Yeah, there's a second, but that's the opening line that you just said. He says, but the answer: we call shkanei melichin, kasha, terasim meviyin, melichin kasha. He says it's a deliberately death. Uh, the terasim meviyin, we call shkanei You're not allowed to bring. Surely, you're not allowed to uh, li- b- bring. If you can't bring home, surely you can't take it there. So we have to answer, we said earlier, this is on the other face, uh, got it right. This is on, uh, and no, what the rabbis answered, what the students answered. Like, do, this is the 14th, and this is the uh, We'll stop over here. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbat.